0: The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alfred Network, powered by Anchor, and you are listening to this podcast on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network. Whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast, however you are listening and wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the program at you can always follow the show. On Twitter, it is at all Andy Alford. It is at all Andy Alfred. Tonight is a special edition of All Andy Alfred. We are now in season 11 of this show, and we begin this podcast the same way we ended season 10 with this podcast, with the big pathetic performance that is happening in Motown. Especially in downtown Detroit. While the Browns are becoming a real contender in the NFL. And the Indians are in first place in the American League Central. Unbelievable. Bowling Green will be welcoming in tractors and the future of the Bowling Green State University in the students as well as football. Falcon football to be specific. And something special is in the works for this podcast. And you might be hearing more of me and a special guest. Welcome to Season 11 of All Andy Elford, right here on the Anchor Network. Guess who's back? All Andy Elford. Yes, and a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span of really shut out. Dumbino hits you a home Go home, That's way back. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Two, two. it's time for All Andy Alford. And with that, I say, I love you guys, and welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alford, and welcome in to season 11 of this podcast with the Anchor Network, and you are listening to me on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network. You're listening to me either on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pod Pocket Cast, Bleaker, however you listen to podcasts, wherever and whenever you listen to this podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And as always, you can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Elford. It is at all andy Elford. And welcome into season eleven of All Andy Elford. We'll be doing these podcasts now every Tuesday and Friday to get you set up for the week that was and the weekend that is coming up in the world of sports. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, well, what have you been waiting for? We've been on the air for 11 years now. I can't believe this is season. We're in season 11. I'm looking at my producer. We're at season 11 of this podcast. We have done this podcast on so many different platforms. It started off with just a YouTube camera and a microphone. In 2009, we are in 2019, Season 11 of the podcast. Some people say, well, it's Season 10, you know. you We started this podcast in around this time of year. We're in Season 11 of this podcast. It is truly a pleasure to be with you guys as always. On this program, we've got a lot to get into tonight. We're going to get into some NHL news, of course, and some ECHL news with the walleye as well. A couple big names not going to be joining the fish this upcoming season. We'll also dive into what's happening in the college football realms. And we'll hear from head coach of the Bowling Green State University Falcons, Scott Leffler. uh, Was very disappointed in his camp on the 10th, which was this past Saturday. We'll hear from him as well as well as you will hear also my take on what's happening in Major League Baseball. But first and foremost, before we begin, I want to start with the NFL. And I'm telling you, if you are a Lions fan like I am, I'd be worried. I know Matthew Stafford did not play this game against the New England Patriots, and it's an exhibition game. It's the first exhibition game. I know I'm going to hear this from you, all you fans out there, well it's the first exhibition game of the season, you know it's everybody's getting acclimated, and you're playing the New England Patriots, who just came off of a Super Bowl. You figured that they're gonna we're gonna beat you up. We were beaten, victimized, and conquered by the Super Bowl champions. Plain and simple. We were beaten, conquered, and victimized by these guys. Absolutely were from start to finish. And they were the second team. If you're a Lions fan like I am, I am extremely worried of how this team's going to look. Cuz remember, everybody gets hurt during the NFL season. Everybody gets injured and they always have to bring in the second team guys, the third team guys to come in. That's why you have these guys on the roster. Ready to go. Stafford did not play this game and I and I see it so many times on on Facebook and on Twitter. Well, it's not time to panic. It's not time to panic. Oh, it's time to panic, folks. It's absolutely the right time to panic. If this is what the future holds for the Detroit Lions I could see the Ford selling this team in a heartbeat. In an absolute heartbeat. And to be beaten by a former Michigan State quarterback in his home state tells you something. And I'll give you this number. 93. 93. And I'll give you a worse number. 21. 93 is the amount of yards that the Lions got in the full game against the New England Patriots. 93 total yards. Of those yards... Twenty-one of them were passing. Telling you, it could be a long year. Absolutely a long year. (sighs) Week one of the preseason looked like this for the Detroit Lions. They were beaten and thumped by the New England Patriots, thirty-one to three. Brian Hoyer started the game, was the leading quarterback for the Patriots in this game. He was 12 for 14, 147 yards, 2 TDs, no interception. Nick, Nick Bassett, 22 carries for 66 yards, 1 TD. Myers, 6 catches for 69 yards, 2 TDs in the game for the Patriots. For the Lions, Fallis was the quarterback A record. He was 5 for 14 for 62 yards, no TDs, one interception. Ty Johnson, three carries, 22 yards. He carried over a quarter of the total rushing for the Lions in the game, no TDs. Tyler Kennedy, one catch, 29 yards, no TDs in the game. Here's some full stats for you. Ready for this? Total yards, the Lions, 93. New England, 454 yards. Of those total yards, New England had 326 through the air. Detroit had 21. Total rushing. New England had 133. Detroit, 72. Detroit threw one INT. New England, zero INT. Here's the key thing time of possession. The Patriots had the football 38 minutes and 46 seconds. Detroit, 21 minutes and 14 seconds. New England did have more penalties in the game 12 penalties. Detroit had five. I'm telling you, Lions fans, this is going to be a long season. An absolute long season. And it's. It, the the point is, to this is, I know you're going to say, well, it's just preseason, Stafford didn't play, and this team is atrocious from start to finish. Cannot tackle. Cannot. Makes me sick. Cannot tackle. Cannot get open in good passing situations. Cannot. Patricia is not doing the job. He better stick that pencil somewhere else if he need, if he wants to get his team going. Because right now, he's going to be using that pencil to sign a contract to, of his release from this team. Because it's absolutely bonkers that this guy is doing this to this franchise that has never won an NFL Super Bowl has never honestly won its divi- won it won out the conference and made it to the Super Bowl. So this is so unbelievably stupid. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What can we do? I feel like I feel like the Central Catholic fighting Irish here in Toledo Ohio can beat the Detroit Lions I really can I used to run that joke so many times that the Browns would lose to the to the Buckeyes in a heartbeat and now I think that the Buckeyes can destroy the Detroit Lions absolutely destroy them it's because of that how pathetic Pathetic. They are. Absolutely pathetic. But we shall see. The rest of the preseason schedule looks like this for the Lions. This week they're at Houston for week two. They're home to play Buffalo in week three, which is the dress rehearsal game. And in week four, they go to the lake to play... Cleveland Browns. One win out of that, I could see us go all four out of that whole preseason. I really can. I really, really can, and that's sad for me to say. Absolutely, from sad for me to say. But we can't say on the other side of the lake, Cleveland is doing well. As the Browns took to the field at first energy Stadium for the first time this season to take on the Washington Football Club. Baker Mayfield playing a short game, only one one drive. He went 5-for-6 for for 77 yards. He drove the field down for one touchdown. They ran a two-minute offense, and they were absolutely dominant. From start to finish, Washington's got some trouble, folks the football club there has a long, long road ahead when it comes to that. They really do. And for me, I can honestly now say safely that the Browns are for real. I know it's a preseason game. I know we haven't played anybody tough, but you know the numbers that we've got. And Gilbert, who is the quarterback, the backup to Makefield, is pretty good—14 for 22, 135 yards. Nick Chubb, being Nick Chubb, he only got one carry in the game, but he carried it for 12 yards. Anthony Callaway, three catches for 42 yards. Higgins, five catches, 98 yards, one TD in the game. D.J. Uh, DJ uh, Montgomery, two catches, 47 yards, one TD in the game. As the Browns beat the Washington Football Club 30 to 10. For Washington, the game, Case Keenum did start the game. He went four for nine for 60 yards, one TD in the game. But it was the former Ohio State Buckeye, Dwayne Haskins, having a hard first game in the NFL. 8 for 14, 117 yards, no TDs, 2 interceptions in the game. Rob Davis, 1 catch, 45 yards, 1 TD in the game. Pete Kenzie, 5 carries for 86 yards, no TDs in the game, no TDs catch. And uh, Ryan Craig, uh, Craig Ray. 9 carries for 21 yards, no TDs in the game. The breakdown looks like this. The Browns had 417 yards of total offense. Washington 271. For the Browns, they had 327 through the air, 90 on the on the on the on the pavement. For Washington, 189 yards passing, 82 on the pavement. Uh the Browns were had two penalties, to Washington. Oh, excuse me, not two penalties. Um, seven. The Browns had six penalties. Washington seven penalties on third down. The Washington Red Washington Football Club were f- at forty three percent. The Browns forty two percent, and time of possession. The Browns led most of that at thirty minutes and ten seconds. Washington twenty nine minutes and fifty seconds. So the rest of the Browns preseason looks like this. Indianapolis. They're at Indianapolis for this week. They're in Tampa Bay for week three, and then they're home to play Detroit before week one of the NFL season. Other NFL preseason games to pass along scores: the G-men were a winner, thirty-one to twenty-two over the Jets. 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 Derek uh, Jones, perfect five for five in his debut as as a as a, uh, as a uh, Giant. 5-for-5, 67 yards, 1 TD in the game. Buffalo was a winner over Indianapolis, 24-16. Tennessee, a 27-10 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Miami, getting a 34-27 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Baltimore, putting a shellacking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, 29-0. Green Bay, a winner over Houston, 28-26. Carolina was a winner over the Chicago Bear Downs, 23-13. Seattle was a winner, 22-14, over the Denver Broncos. Arizona, a 17-13 win over the LA Chargers, so that was a little bit of a surprise for me. Uh, Pittsburgh, a winner, 30-28, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Minnesota was a winner, 34-25, over the New Orleans Saints. Oakland, a 14-3 win over the LA Rams. And Cincinnati was a loser to Kansas City, 38-17. San Francisco, a winner, 17-9, over the Dallas Cowboys. Here's the week two schedule for the NFL in preseason. Philadelphia is in Jacksonville. Cincinnati is in Washington. Green Bay is in Baltimore. The JETS Jets Jetsets are in Hotland to take on the Falcons. Oakland travels to Arizona. Buffalo is in Carolina. Miami travels down to up to Tampa Bay. The Chicago Bears head over to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. New England will go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Dallas is in L.A. to take on the Rams. San Francisco will take on Denver. And Seattle will take on Minnesota. Starting next week, of course, we will have the we'll have three shows next week. Our two usual shows, Tuesday and Friday. But we will have a special edition of All-India for that Wednesday. It will be the special NFL preview edition. You will hear my take on what... The Browns will do, as well as the Lions, some other the local teams like the Steelers, of course, the Chicago Bears, and as well as my prediction of who will lift the Vince Lombardi Trophy come February 2020. So that will be next week, a special edition of All Andy Elford right here on the Anchor Network, and you're listening to All Andy Elford on the, on the Anchor Network on the plethora of platforms, with them with either Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, however you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program and now let's go from the gridiron to the diamond and talk about the Cleveland Windians. So when we last left you, of course, the Indians were getting ready for a big four-game series with the with the Minnesota Twins and the Indians taking three of four from Target Field and reclaiming the tie for first place. And then last night, taking on the Boston Red Sox in a pivotal three-game series. We'll get to that here in just a second. But let's recap the big series against Minnesota. And we'll start with Thursday night. Mike Clavager coming out, having a rough go. But he does pick up the win. He wins and gets his seventh win of the season. He goes to 7 and 2 with a 3.02 ERA as the Cleveland Indians beat the Minnesota Twins by a score of 7 to 5. Gibson gets the loss for Minnesota. He's now 11 and 5 with a 4.92 ERA. Brad Hamm the save his 29th of the season. Tyler Naquin his 10th home run of the year. We get to Friday night and two runs were all that Minnesota could scrounge her up. From Castro and Rosario. Rosario his 25th. Castro his 12th. But the Cleveland Indians pounded the Twins. And made a tie. For first place. In the American League Central. With a 6-2 win over the Minnesota Twins. Bieber the win. He goes to 12-4 with a 3.28 ERA. It was Smallzer, the loss. 1-2 with a 3.66 ERA. Cleveland did not hit a home run in the game. And then we get to Saturday. And... It was a tale of a, two different Indian teams. We saw the Indians on Friday coming out, and they scored a total of 13 runs in the span of those two games. Could not get enough runs on Saturday night in Minnesota to get the job done. They only put up one run, and that was from Yasiel Puig, his 23rd home run of the season. And that was all that the Indians could offer. Kepler, his twenty-third. Gonzalez, his thirteenth for the Minnesota Twins, as they beat the Indians and take the take game three of the series, and take a one-game series one-game lead in the American League Central by a score of thirteen to five. I mean, not thirteen to five, but four to one. Ordozay gets the win for Minnesota. He's thirteen and five with a three-point-four-four ERA. Plunko, the loss, he goes to four and three with a four-point-eight-six. ERA Rogers to save his 18th of the season. Now we get to Sunday. Now the Indians needed this game to at least stay in contention and hypothetically taking take a little bit of control of the American League Central and tying the series tying the Central Division up at even marks. This game was back and forth all the way. The score doesn't tell you it was. But the Indians having the lead, then going into the ninth inning, and Hand could not get it done, gives up the tie. And it was a great relay pat throw. Lindor cutting it off, throwing it right to the plate, gutting the guy out that could have cost the Indians the game. And then Carlos Santana. With a grand salami. Giving the Indians. The 7-4 win. And giving Brad Hand the win. He goes down to 5-3 with a 2.61 ERA. Rogers the loss after giving up the grand slam. He's now 2-3 with a 2.86 ERA. Santana. His 25th home run of the season. A grand salami. Allen Also, Greg Allen homering his third of the season for the Indians as the Indians get a a 7-4 win over the Twins and tying the American League Central at even marks. Now, Minnesota was off last night, so Detroit did uh, not Detroit, but Cleveland did play last night. And they opened up a three-game series against the Boston Red Sox at Progressive Field. And the Indians getting the big win. red Hand getting the win 6-3 with a 2.74 ERA as Carlos Santana. Again, coming up with a big hit. Getting another walk-off home run. He has 26th of the season. It's the Indians' cruise to a 6-5 win over those Red Sox. Ramirez also, uh, Jose Ramirez, his 17th of the season. As well as the new kid, Reyes, home ring, his 28th of the season. For the Red Sox, it was J.D. Martinez, his 28th of the season, and Jack A. Bradley Jr., his 13th of the season. The Indians getting the win. So tonight, another three-game, like I said, another three-game series for the Tribe. Tonight on the Hill, it will be Chris Sale on the Hill. He has been struggling with the with the uh, Boston Red Sox this season. 6-11 with a 4.41 ERA. It will be Mike Clevenger on the hill, seven and two with a three point zero two e r a seven oh five start time that game on Fox sports time Ohio, as well as on Nessant. tomorrow's matchup the the Red sox have not yet named the pitcher, but the Indians have it will be Shane Bieber on the hill twelve and four with a three point two eight e r a one ten start time for that one on Fox Sports Time Ohio, as well as on Nessen. Before that, then after that, the Indians then hit the road. They will play seven days in New York, four games starting Thursday in the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees in a big big four-game series for them before they head across town to the New York Mets in Citi Field to take on the Mets, and the Mets are contenders as well, too. We'll get to that here in just a second. But looking at the stats for the last seven days for the Cleveland Indians, here's what it looks like. My apologies. Uh, Jose Ramirez right now is batting for the last seven days. He's batting a 385. His OPS is a, uh, a 1.333. His slugging percentage is .885. He has had three home runs and 10 ribbies driven in. Puig, he's batting a 375 in the last seven days. One home run, four driven in. His OPS is a .1, .1.090. His on-base percentage is a .423. Santana, two home runs, eight driven in. His average in the last seven days, three sixty. His OPS is a .484. Looking at some of the other names, of course, Greg Allen, 318 hitter. He's got one home run, one driven in. Jason Kipnis is batting a 318 as well. And this is one for me. Oscar Mercado is not even batting his weight. A point zero eight seven. His on base percentage is a point one two five. Give some kid down in uh, uh, Columbus a chance. Perez a one eighteen in the last seven days. He's got he's driven in one. His on base percentage is a point two eleven get this guy give the guys down at Columbus a chance an absolute chance to hit the ball come on come on tito make the decision so on one side of the lake where the indians are running the division right now on the opposite side of the lake absolutely terrible terrible baseball as the detroit tigers opened up a series a four-game series with the Kansas City Royals. And the and the, and the Tigers did start off pretty well on Thursday night with a 10-8 win over the Royals. Jimenez, the win, he goes to 3-6 with a 4.91 ERA. Uh, love Laddie, a loss, he goes to 0-2 with a 6.27 ERA. Brian Dozier, homering twice in the game, his 19th and 20th of the season. Alex Gordon, his 12th of the season. Miguel Cabrera, his 8th home run of the season. And Dimitri his first with the Detroit Tigers. Time of the game three hours and seven thirty-seven minutes. Seventeen thousand one hundred ninety-seven through the turnstiles. Then we get to Friday night, and the former Mud Hen, now Detroit Tigers starting pitcher, and former he was also a former pitcher for the Tigers, Edwin Jackson made the start for the Tigers. He did a pretty well good job. He gets the win. He goes to two and five with a nine point three five ERA. As the Detroit Tigers getting a five-two win. Over the Kansas City Royals. Keller the loss. He goes to 7-12 with a 4.09 ERA. Uh, Solaire his 32nd home run of the season. Uh, Jake Rogers home rank for the Tigers. His third of the season. Jimenez to save his first of the season. Then we get to Saturday. In front of a good house on Negro Baseball Appreciation Weekend for the Tigers. In front of 26,028. The Tigers get blanked by the Royals. Seven to nothing. And you know, and Jacob Turnbull This guy has no control. He has no sense of clutch pitching. He has no sense of where to put the ball. He's I, I'm sick and tired of him. I don't want to see any more of him. They need to move him like now. They have to move him now. Absolutely now. He gets the loss. He goes to 3-10 and 10 with a 3.86 ERA. Like I mentioned, Solaire, his 33rd of the season. Time of the game, 2 hours and 47 minutes. 26,028 went through the turnstiles. And then we get to Sunday. Now I'm thinking to myself, the Tigers have a chance to at least take this series against the Kansas City Royals. You know, maybe help their cause out because they're finishing up the homestand this upcoming weekend with the Frazier Crane and the Seattle Mariners. They go out and lay a freaking egg against the Royals. They lose Sunday 10-2. to Merrifield, Dozier, his 21st and 22nd of the season, two home runs. Merrifield, his 14th. Solaire, again, killing the Tigers. Three home runs in the in the last four games against Detroit, His 35th of the season. As the Royals beat the Tigers ten to two, Daniel Norris the loss he goes to three and ten with a 4.94 ERA. Janet's uh, the win he goes to eight and ten with a 4.80 ERA. Nico Goodrum did homer in the game, his 11th of the season. So now the Tigers will open up a three game set, the final game, three games of the homestand against. The Seattle Mariners. The Mariners four and zero against the Tigers this year. It will be Josh Boyd on the hill tonight, seven o five at Comerica Park. Boyd six eight with a four point one six ERA. Kanuki, the start for for um the Seattle Mariners. He is four and eight with a five point three four ERA. Seven ten start time for that one. Edwin Jackson will start for the the Motor City Kitties tomorrow night. He is two and five with a nine point three five ERA. It will be Gonzalez for the Mariners. He's 12-9 with a 4.25 ERA. And then on Thursday for the Tigers, it will be Jacob Turnbull starting for the Motor City Kitties. His record right now is a 3-10 with a 3.86 ERA. Seattle has not yet named the starter for Thursday's 1-10 start time for that one. After tonight, Detroit then will then hit the road for... For three games in Tampa Bay, and then they'll go to Houston for four straight games before heading back to heading up to Minnesota before returning home against the four games, uh, a six game homestand with three against the Indians and three against the Twins. So, looking at the standings going into tonight's play, this is what it looks like in the major leagues. In the American League Central, the Cleveland Indians holding stop, top spot at a half-game lead over the Minnesota Twins with a record of 72-47. and 47. Minnesota 71-47 and, and a half-game out. The White Sox 52-64, 18-and-a-half games out of first place. Kansas City 43-78, 29 games out of first place. And the pathetic Detroit Tigers Then the road to 120 losses continue at the record of 35-80. 35 games out of first place. The rest of the American League looks like this: the Yankees are on top right now at a nine-game lead on the Red so- on the um, on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. The uh, Yankees seventy-nine and forty-one. Tampa Bay six seventy and fifty. Boston sixty-two and fifty-nine. Seventeen and a half games out of first place. I don't think they're going to get caught right there. I think the Red Sox are done for, folks. Toronto 50 and 72, 30 games out of first place. And Baltimore is 39 and 80, 39 and a half games out of first place. In the American League, West Houston running away with the division at 77 and 41. Oakland 67 and 51, 10 games out of first place. Texas at 500 at 59 and 59, 18 games out of first place. And the Angels are 58 and 62, 20 games out of first place. Seattle 48 and 71, 29 and a half games out of first place. In the senior circuit in the American League, and it's not in the American League, but the National League Central, the Cubs right now at 64 and 54. The Redbirds are 61 and 55. Two games. Two games out of first place. Milwaukee a half game behind the Redbirds for second place at 62 and 57. Two and a half games out of first place. The Reds are still in it, folks. 56 and 61 Seven and a half games out of first place, and the Pittsburgh Pirates are 49 and 69, 15 games out of first place. In the uh, National League East, it is the Atlanta Braves at 70 and 50. Washington, 63 and 55, six games out of first place. The Mets are 61 and 57, eight games out of first place. Philadelphia, 60 and 58, nine games out of first place. And the Miami Marlins are 44 and 73, 24 and a half games out of first place. The National League West. Pretty much a wrap for the Dodgers. They're seventy-nine and forty-one in first place. Arizona sixty and fifty-nine, eighteen and a half games out of first place. San Francisco 59 and 60. 19.5 games out of first place. The Padres are 55 and 63. 23 games out of first place. And Colorado is 53 and 66. Four 25 and a half games out of first place. At the wild card standings looked like this. The Yankees, Indians, and Astros are on top. Wild card looks like this. Minnesota will be holding the first spot at 71 and 47. Tampa Bay is holding the second spot at 70 and 50. Oakland is holding on the outside looking at at 67, 51. Boston 62 and 59 eight and a half games out of wild card spot. I just don't see them catching them. Texas 59 and 59, 10 games out of a, out of a wild card spot and their angels are 58 and 62, 12 games out of a wild card position. National League looks like this. Atlanta is Atlanta, the Cubs, and the Dodgers all holding position. The wild card Washington holding a strong with a one game lead at the top spot of the wild card rankings at 63 and 55. The Cardinals 61 and 55 holding the second spot. Milwaukee on the outside looking in the half game out of a wild card spot at 62 and 57. The Mets 61 and 57, a game out. The Phillies. 60 and 58, two games out. Arizona 60 and 59, two and a half games out. San Francisco 59 and 63, and a half games out, and the Reds are 56 and 61, five and a half games out of a wild card spot, and the Padres are 55 and 63, seven games out of a wild card spot. So there could possibly possibly be a under 500 team making the playing game. Strong possibility we did have one game take place this afternoon on the on the um, on the south side of Chicago. The Astros are taking on the the Chicago White sox in game one of a three game series that they had rained out yesterday. It right now is in the ninth inning. It is the Astros six and the White sox two they'll start game two 30 minutes after the conclusion of game. One, As you're listening to All ADL for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, however you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, thank you for tuning into the program. And now let's go back to the Gridiron, talk a little college football. What is happening at the Doit? So college football getting ready to kick off here in just in a week and a half from today. Of course, um... Not a week, yeah, week and a half from tomorrow. Starting it off with some good games. And um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this year, with it being the 100th anniversary of college football, not 100 years, 125 years of college football, and to see how this year's going to shape out in the game itself. And uh, week one starts on the 24th of August in the top 25 as Miami travels to Florida. Arizona is in Hawaii on the 24th, which is Saturday, August 24th. And then on the 29th, it will be UCLA taking on Cincinnati. Yukon will be at Wagner. Central Michigan will be taking on Albany. Robert Morris travels to Buffalo. Central Arkansas takes on Western Kentucky. Florida A&M versus Central Florida. It will be Tulane hosting Florida International. The big game, of course, will be on, on, the AC, on the new ACC network, Georgia Tech, taking on Clemson. It will be also Texas A&M taking on Texas State on the s c c network. Minnesota will be taking on South Dakota State at home. Kent State travels all the way out to Arizona to take on the Sun Devils. BYU hosts the U- Utah San Jose State takes on Northern Colorado. Friday night sees Tulsa traveling into Michigan State. Army will take on Rice. The Badgers of Wisconsin will take on UCF. Rutgers will be hosting UMass. Wake Forest takes on Utah State. Purdue is in Nevada. Colorado versus Colorado State. A good rivalry game right there to kick college football off. As well as Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. Saturday looks like this. Toledo is in Kentucky to take on the Wildcats. Ohio State will take on Florida Atlantic University. Akron is in Illinois. Indiana is at Ball State. Maryland will be hosting Howard. Nebraska takes on Southern Alabama. Memphis takes on Ole Miss. Mississippi takes on the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Ohio will take on University of Rhode Island. West Virginia will take on James Madison University. The Navy will take on Holy Cross. Eastern Michigan will take on Coastal Carolina. Penn State will host the Idaho against Idaho. South Carolina will take on North Carolina. Tennessee will take on Georgia State. Alabama gets Duke to start the season off on ABC. Northwestern will head out to Stanford to take on take on the Trees. Texas Tech will take on Montana State. Syracuse. So with Dino Babers will take on Liberty. You also will have, uh, Acorn State taking on Southern Miss, Illinois State taking on Northern Illinois, Western Michigan will take on Monmouth, Boise State versus Florida State. You also have Oregon versus Auburn, which is the Saturday night game on ABC. Georgia Southern will take on LSU. Georgia, uh, Georgia will take Van take on Vanderbilt. Baylor is against well he at home against S, S, F Austin excuse me Kansas State will take on Nichols, Miami of Ohio will battle Iowa Michigan on the Big Ten Network will take on Middle Tennessee Virginia is at Pitt. You also have Louisiana Tech taking on Texas, as well as USC taking on Fresno State. The games Sunday Houston versus Oklahoma on on September 1st and on September 2nd on Labor Day it will be Notre Dame traveling to Louisville we will have predictions for the games as well but uh, we're in the middle of camp right now we're getting close to the end and of course I wanted to make mention of this too Uh, we will be on the 29th of August which is looking at the calendar here about 16 days from today we will be at the Doit for the first game of the season for the Bowling Green State University Falcons as they take on Morgan State. 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN3. BG is the favorite by 21.5 points in that game right now, but, you know, things can change. It's Morgan State. You never know what could happen. But uh, Scott Loeffler met with the media on Saturday after the practice that they usually have every Saturday at Dwight El Perry Stadium and he was not pleased with this with the play of his players as well. But what I've heard so far after today's uh media availability that I have is that he, he likes what he's seeing now more. They're better than they were on day one. But last Saturday this past Saturday, he was very not impressed of how well his guys were. And you'll hear it right now, the Scott Leffler Post press conference, courtesy of the Bowling Green State University Athletic Department on All Andy Alfred.
1: Like I said at the beginning, uh, I said to the kids today, whoever won the turnover battle was going to win, and offensively, that was the worst that we've been. It was ridiculous. And uh, we turn the ball over like that, we won't win one game. So the ball is the issue, period, and they've done a great job up to this point taking care of the ball, but today was it was gross. It's gross taking care of the ball, and then on defense, it's a heck of a job. We do that on defense, we're gonna win a lot of games. Did you consider this alarming at all? The fact that the- ball No, uh, it's is just- first time out there by yourself, all the rigmarole, and uh, uh, it's uncharacteristic out of all of them. Um, but it just like I said, this is a wonderful tape. And uh, I can promise you that won't happen again. Well, what do you want to see? You guys go at it again next week, this time. Well, we you- go at it every day. <laughs> yeah, we go at it every day. So that's not changing. We scrimmage every day. They're not scrimmage. We go, we have team periods, thud periods against each other. So it'll be a good Monday. Let's put it that way. Were there any positive takeaways still on the offense? Yeah, side? I mean, there were some big plays, and that's what's, that's what's bad is there was times that we ran the ball decent. There was times that we made some big plays. But whenever you turn over the football, you have no shot. And... Uh, and uh, that's what happened today. With the uh, the quarterbacks, what do you think out of those three guys? Where are they at this point? Uh, they've been great up to this point, but uh, you're only as good as your last snap, and so I'm I'm not happy to say the least. And uh, uh, it's it's just not it's just not the quarterback. There's times that the protection breaks down. There's times that the receivers. So I, overall, right, they get the blame. But overall, I'm not happy with the entire offense protecting the ball today the entire offense, because there was times there was protection breakdown. But the fact of the matter is you better take care of the ball. You we the practice before opening day. But at this point right now, are you kind of where you hoped you were going to be at this point throughout camp? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know that question. You know, I mean, we just try to get better every day. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. With your defense, though, conversely, you can change games forcing turnovers. Do you see potential in the defense to do that? Well, that's what I said, you know, it's uh, whoever won the turnover battle today was gonna win the scrimmage, and the offense um, did more than enough to win the scrimmage if they didn't take care of the ball, and that's what happened, and hats off to the defense, so excited about that. But uh, here's the deal, when turnovers occur, and their forced turnovers, we'll, we'll live with that. But there were some things that weren't forced today. It was decision-making and poor protection and guys not getting their depths in the routes and poor quarterback putt.
0: So you just heard Scott Leffler. Um, you heard how he was absolutely distraught at how bad they were. This is the first time that he let the players turn it over to let them play the game. There was no... Coaches behind you, telling you what to do and where not to do it. They let the players go, and they looked absolutely atrocious. And after the practice Saturday, what I'm hearing out of camp from Monday, that he got his guys back in order, and it looks they look pretty good. They look pretty good. Been looking at the roster the last couple days here on all Andy Alfred. And uh, there's a few names that I would like to point out that I think will be interesting. They have 14 kids on on transfers, of which one is Matt McDonald, who transferred from Boston College, who is a quarterback. He's a he's 6'3", 210. He's a redshirt sophomore from Newport Beach, California. Here's another one for you. It was a redshirt senior, Demarcus Wade, another quarterback from Middletown, Delaware, from Boston College. You also had... Devon Jones, a running back, redshirt senior from Worcester, Massachusetts. He transferred from Boston College. And one other one to pass along to you guys as well, too. It was... Maybe not. That was the last Boston College. So he's got three Boston College kids here. Um... I like some of the kids right here, like Victor Copeland Jr. He's a freshman. He's gonna be. He's originally from Toledo. He was at Central Catholic. Um, you also have uh, Caleb Wright, offensive lineman, six four, two eighty two, a redshirt junior from Urbana Dale, Iowa. Colby uh, Coleman from Hoover, Alabama, from Hoover High School. From, if you remember the old MTV show with the with the with the college with the high school team there uh you also have a it's mostly freshman sophomore and junior depth and there's a lot of red shirts when with the come to this team and for me that tells me that the recruiting class is pretty good for this team and uh they have more practices yet to come and we should we shall see who the number what is going to choose as the number 1 quarterback but like i said the 29th of august it's a thursday night Get your tickets now by going to uh, bgsufalcons.com for ticket information. They are running a special right now for $5 general admission tickets for opening night against Morgan State. This is the best chance to see the new team before the ticket prices I think will probably go up as the season goes on. As you're listening to all Andy for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket, Pocket Cast. Bleaker, however you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for tuning in, and now let's hit the ice briefly and talk a little walleye as well as NHL hockey, to say the least. So as we continue to uh, get you set up for, of course, the Gridiron Series, of course, like I mentioned before, the NHL is right around the corner. Big series yet to come, and the NHL announced today it is going to be Doing a global series challenge, as they will be playing teams from across across the country, across the European countries. And one game, September twenty ninth this year, it will be the Chicago Blackhawks traveling to Berlin, Germany, to take on Istanbul. And on the twenty ninth, on September thirtieth, the Hawks, not the Hawks, but the Philadelphia Flyers will head to Switzerland to take on the Lueens. HC in Louisiana, Switzerland. Before then they'll head back. They both will go to the Czech Republic at the O2 Arena in Prague in the Czech Republic as it will be Jonathan Taves and the Chicago Blackhawks taking on Jaka Voracek in the in the Philadelphia Flyers. You also have a few other da- dates to pass along November 8th and 9th in Stockholm, Sweden at the Eskilstuna Globe. It'll be a two-game series for the Buffalo Sabers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. You also have, uh, like I said, the the. You also have the, of course, the Winter Classic taking place on the first of January in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas between the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. This year's All Star Game will be taking place in St. Louis, Missouri, where the Stanley Cup champions were at. January 24th through the 26th in 2020 as well. All of November will be the Hockey Fights Cancer, but October 26th is a good matchup. It'll be the Heritage Classic in Regina, Saskath- Saskatchewan, as where the the Saskatchewan ref riders play. It'll be the Calgary Flames host on the road taking on the Winnipeg Jets. That'll be a great game to go to. So NHL announcing the, big marquee events of the 2019-2020 season. Um, news and notes to pass along on the NHL right now. Really nothing really to catch up on. Um, uh, they are look like um, Roberto Luongo is going to be retiring uh, as a Florida Panther, and they will retire his number. Also, looks like Mitch Martyr is going to be getting its work on. It's going to, is right now working on a contract with the Leafs, and that. But that's according to Jonathan Tavares, who is good friends with Mitch Martyr as well. So we'll see what happens with that. September fifteenth is the first preseason game. Arizona taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. So we are almost 30 days out from the start of the NHL season. And speaking of hockey, let's get in, uh, talk a little bit about the Toledo walleye. First and foremost, of course, two names that, uh, walleye fans know Ben storm has announced his retirement in the N, in the ECHL. He is actually leaving the game. He's going to be going, he's retiring after two seasons in the N eight in the ECHL. So, um, uh, Good to see good to see uh a good guy like that gonna hang it up. It's a little bit sad to say that, but you know, the way that he plays um is pretty much needed. You know, it's pretty much depleting and going out of style. Um secondly, you also have uh, the news today, of course, is that another walleye is leaving the team. It was signed today by the um, by the Wichita Thunder. Um, today it was, excuse me, as I pull up the name here on my on my computer system right here. Is it my? Of course, you gotta love gotta love when the system goes down on you. And it always seems to happen when we're doing the when we're doing the podcast when the system goes down on you. But um yeah, uh Chris Crane has signed with the Wichita Thunder for this upcoming season as well. Like I said, Ben Storm is now no longer with the with the uh Toledo Wally. He was six foot seven, two hundred and thirty pounds. He had two goals and seven assists in the postseason. But he was finished with second most in penalty minutes in, on the team with 103 minutes last year. Um, Storm said, uh, the Toledo Walleye are a top-notch organization with amazing fans support. The memories I made during the playoff run are incredible and that will last me the rest of my lifetime. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ben Storm no longer with the Walleye this upcoming season. So it will be interesting. be interesting to see what happens but that is uh, opening opening night for them. will be S- November 2nd. The whole month of October, they are on the road. They'll play an exhibition game against the Kalamazoo Wings on the 4th of October. We will not be covering that because we will be getting ready for BG's big game against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in, at Notre Dame Stadium. So... We've got all that and so much more coming up on All Andy Alford as you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, however you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to head to the end of our program tonight, and it's time for Andy Rants. So it's now time for Andy Rants, and it's more or less some housekeeping to pass along to you guys, of course. Like I mentioned before and earlier in the podcast, we're going to be doing a special edition of All the Elford this upcoming Wednesday night for the NFL Preview Edition. You surely will be breaking down the Detroit Lions as well as the Cleveland Browns and some of the other local teams and see who I have winning each division as well as who I see lifting the Lombardi Trophy come this February, this Wednesday. Of course, like I mentioned before, the 29th of August, we will be at... L. Perry Stadium for the first game for Scott Leffler and the new Bowling Green State University Falcon football team as they take on Morgan State get your tickets of course by that we will do a special live version of All Andy Alford as well and like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast we are now on Facebook live if you haven't found us yet on Facebook go to facebook.com or go up to your search bar and type in All Andy Alford and like our page We'll be doing all the Friday Falcon Friday shows live from the po- from that st- from that uh, from that uh, web page, and you'll be able to watch the show as we do the show live in front of you guys, and you'll be able to answer your questions, take your comments about what you've seen so far of the week, what you think the how the college football season is going to break out for, uh, break that week in college football is going to break out for you for this year. Um, like I said, we'll do a special version of all-in-the-offer of from the tailgate lots at Doit L. Perry Stadium the 20 of August. This on the 29th of August for the home opener for the Bowling Green State University Falcons. So there's some housekeeping for that. There is also talk on Twitter, and I wanted to bring this up here right now. There has been discussions within. Yours truly and my old broadcast partner, uh, Mr. Uh, Nick the Money Man DeVera, of relaunching an old show that we did. We are going to be doing that. I um, we're, we're in talks. I'm trying to figure out some of the dates and some of the information that we can both do this. Maybe even do it through teleconference where we can both talk at the same time or pass each other in passing and do a show once a week. There is talks of bringing Andy and Money back together for this podcast, for a podcast. Uh, stick tuned to the All Andy Alfred page, but we, we're we not going away. All Andy Alfred is still on the air. We're still going to be doing the podcast. And like I said, this is our 11th season of this podcast. And um, first and foremost, I want to say to you, the listener, and you, the fans that have been sticking through me, through thick and thin, through this whole entire run. I want to say thank you. Thank you so very much for your continuous support, your continuous, you know, listenership um, to make this possible and to make this show even greater than what it is. Um, Not much much of a rant tonight, but more of a thank you to those that watch and listen and talk to me about the podcast so much more um from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you and um and i am I am truly blessed to be doing the thing that I love the most is that's talking sports and to have have my opinion be known throughout the sports community and um uh, talking a little bit about a certain sport I like, and that's professional wrestling. Last night was the go home, was the return episode for for WWE after SummerSlam. And it did not disappoint. We saw a lot of good matches and a lot of storylines develop, of course. But the big one for me was what happened at the 10 o'clock hour. When uh, Natalya walked out to the ring, she gave a, a heartfelt speech and everything like that. And the next thing you know, you heard Sasha Banks' theme music hit. Now Sasha and the WWE have been going back and forth on contract negotiations, back and forth. Um for me when she walked out, to me it sounded like to me it was a slap in a certain brand that's coming becoming very, very popular. And I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they're going to do. And that's AEW, which is All Elite Wrestling. Which is run by uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, I think AEW is going to shake this industry up. The WWE is Ringling Brothers. They're the top tier. There's always been the independent shows like and the all-small shows like the Ring of Honor and everything like that. I think this is the time when TNA and Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, should come together and pool to everything towards AEW. The amount of talent that is coming in from AEW is absolutely fantastic. Former wrestler uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, You also have top-tier guys like former WWE wrestler Dean Ambrose. As well as you know Cody Rhodes, like I mentioned before, a lot of these guys started off in WWE, made it into the indie scene and now are making their way to this this brand of wrestling. and to see the amount of talent that they have, that's absolutely amazing. The young, the young talent that they have is fantastic. And I think that Vince is and Vince and all of the of WWE, whether from Stephanie all the way down to Triple H, or for Hunter Hearst Helmsley, all of them down or Paul Walk or Paul whatever his name is. All of them are going to be a little nervous when AEW takes the air on October second on TNT. See what kind of product they're going to be up against. Now the last two pay-per-views that they've had has been absolutely amazing. And the first ever live TV show that they're going to do from Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. Sold out in 22 minutes. People are sick and tired of the old crappy storylines in WWE. They want something fresh. They want something new. And I think they're going to get it with AEW. And going back to the Sasha Banks situation, the, the Raw Women's Division is being run by Becky Lynch, and she deserves every minute of the, of, the, of the running. She really does. And I was just shocked that Sasha comes back, and it looks like she's going to be facing Becky Lynch now, which I don't like, but I'm going to have to suck it up. But I like the storylines that they've got with that going. I also like the storylines with Seth Rollins right now. We don't know who he's going to be facing. I don't like the Roman Reigns situation with the whole... With Rowan and everything like that. I don't really like that. Um, I do like now that The Miz is now a face. Not a heel anymore. I think he's more towards a baby face. He could be either either way. But... WWE has to do a wake-up call when it comes to the storylines because AEW is going to come in and I think are going to shake up professional wrestling. I really do. I really absolutely do. And I hope that they do well. I really do. So we'll see. That was my Andy Rance tonight. Uh, we will be back on Friday for a free for a uh, recap of Week Two for both the Lions and the Browns. They will all play on Thursday night. Uh, we'll recap that as well as recap and preview the weekend ahead for on the Diamond. Of course, like a, if if you haven't heard yet, we are on Facebook at All Andy Elford. and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do show us now every Tuesday and Friday, right here. On the Anchor Network. So until Friday, this is Andy Elford saying I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you were for at home. And the my teams. Go Indians. Go Tribe. Come on, Tigers. Race to 120, I guess. Keep on losing. Go Browns. And get it together, Lions. Come on. And Go Falcons. And go Jackets. Victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great rest of the week, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Friday for another edition of All Andy Alford. <smack> Love you. Talk to you guys then. Follow Andy on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlford. It is at AllAndyAlford. And use the hashtag AAA Live. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor.